Hey, I'm Zach, and I'm on the attack. I think I've done that one recently, but it just fits this one a lot better. I like, we're talking about attack ads, and I'm Zach, attack. That was like the nickname people gave me all the time, and I hated it. I was like, what a, like, I'm not a very attacky person, but they would just, just because it rhymed, you know? I, you got to bring it back. Did you Shout know that any people. joke you have to explain is not a joke worth telling? I didn't think it would, the joke was hilarious in the first place, but uh, it's Friday evening my time, so I'm I'm out of steam and I'm just coming at it, you know. Instead of okay. my usual coffee, I got I got my gin and lemonade right next to me, so oh I may know not be I know sharp, but we're gonna be okay. We're gonna get through it. <laughs> my name's Caitlin, and I can think of a few people that I would uh, post an attack ad about. Okay. That's it. To, to one follow two follow-ups um are you able to are these public figures that you would post attack ads about or are they like personal vendettas personal vendettas of course <laughs> okay good then my follow-up is irrelevant so uh yeah i would do the same thing uh i would definitely and i'm not above it i have some ideas in the works and some people that i think uh we could use our marketing skills for so watch out that is a real thing. Yep. That's a, that's based he on a true story. He actually does have things in the works. He pitches us <laughs> once a quarter. Hey, can we do this yet? Can we do this yet? Can we do this yet? No, we can spend our money on different things. <laughs> well, hey, well, I think we can readdress it after this because our conversation today is attack ads by politicians and if they work. We're gonna see if, if if attack ads really work. So with that, welcome to Manipulating the Masses. Don't give yourselves to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You, the people, have the power. All right. So as I said in the intro, attack ads today. I mean, let's just kick it off, Caitlin. We're in marketing. Uh, we're diving into politics this uh, season. So um, simple question. Do you think they work? Do you think attack ads sway voters? People oh, that's that may great... have been voting for someone and swayed to the other side based on an attack ad. I don't think it would sway voters. I think it would um, put question in voters' minds. Um, mm. And just that's from personal experience. So if I see an attack, well, actually, you know what? Hold up. If I see an attack ad, I'm fucking annoyed. Yeah. Like the attack ad is so vindictive and outlandish and they're making these outrageous claims that I immediately am like, hold up, all of this shit is false. I yeah. know it. Or at least it's basically twisted. like or twisted. And I think we're in that era now. It's twenty twenty three. We're used to seeing these ads. And I think the average television consumer can spot a uh, false narrative when they see it. I could be giving the public too much credit though. 
Am I? I think you are. I think you are. Um, I would say, but my, my caveat to say where you're right is, in my opinion, is you're right. TV, when we see like typical commercial uh, attack ads, we're like, all right, bro. Like, okay, cool. You just took some facts and you're just making me hate the other person rather than saying what you stand for, right? You're taking this television spot. Where I would counter you and say that it, it's, it's still swayable is online and the attack ads have shifted to the digital space i think they're a lot more subtle i ah. think they're a lot more uh thought out and they're expanded by media outlets to which we have discussed you read certain media outlets based on your political preference your overall opinion tv ads don't work how what's your opinion on like the digital space do you think because attack ads maybe more short form video graphics do you think those work on people? It's hard to determine in the digital space who is putting out those quote unquote attack ads because we're so inundated with misinformation that mm. it could, it, it might not even be from your political opponent. So I don't know that I've seen an attack ad from an opponent that I can remember. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. And I think it speaks to our point where they're becoming a lot more subtle, right? They're, subtle. they're almost Subtlety, subliminal yes. in some way. Mm -hmm. Is it a Russian but bot uh, or so is, I it... Agree. is it? Or is it a mysterious super pack? Or is it? Yep. Yeah, who cares, you know? Um, uh, so with that, we'll get into that. I think we both have our theories. But we're going to start off as we typically do with the original, the OG, probably uh, one of the most famous attack ads in the political sphere. Uh, so this attack ad was launched in 1964 by Lyndon B. Johnson, um, who had just taken over the presidency from JFK. So he was an elected president. JFK was assassinated. He was president at the time. He's seeking re-election uh, for an office that he wasn't originally elected to. And my man originated the attack ad. Um, and it, the ad is pretty famous. It's called Daisy Girl. Hmm. And here, I'm going to chat it to you. So you can pull it up on your end. I will share my screen so the viewers on our YouTube channel can see and watch the video and then for those of you uh listening at home uh we will play the audio one two three four five seven six six eight stakes to make a world in which all of God's children can live or to go into the dark. We must either love each other or we must die. Vote for President Johnson on November 3rd. The stakes are too high for you to stay home. Bombastic. Literally. Bombastic. I don't know. In terms of attack ads, I feel like that one was really tame. 
I think they've progressed, yes, to a lot more harsh. But saying that, um, it's either vote for uh, Lyndon B. Johnson or suffer nuclear annihilation. Uh, fits the time that was going on, but also uh, very different than the typical uh, presidential ads that came out beforehand. This one just kind of changed the game, right? Um oh. A nuclear annihilation is not what I got from that. I thought a spaceship oh. was blowing up. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, the graphics aren't great, but it is It is meant to be a nuclear bomb. Exploding. How was I supposed to know that? Uh, you know, I think it's it's it was the zeitgeist of the time. Like nuclear, Russia, Cold War was going on, right? Like that was top of people's minds. So pe that's what I think people would associate it with, you know? Um, okay. But that's, it was, it was protect our children, um, love each other or suffer a nuclear annihilation. And typically I went on a very deep dive uh, into presidential ads. And typically I watched a bunch of old ones and typically, like, the original TV ads were, like, the president sitting in, at a table being like, I stand for this. I believe in this. I believe in this. We should do this. And this was the first one to be like, yo, that guy sucks. You're going to, we're going to blow up if you vote for that guy. Right? Hmm. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? I, I don't feel like that messaging was, uh, maybe I just wasn't the target audience and maybe it was a result <laughs> of me not living in the times, but also when it started off with a girl picking a daisy and her just fucking up the count, I was like, oh, this is a girl who can't count correctly. <laughs> I thought it was going to be was like, distracted. about. I thought it was going to be about Linda B. Johnson not knowing how to count. Oh no! This was from Linda. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Corner. Goldwater. Goldwater uh, versus Goldwater. Goldwater can't count. Yeah. Goldwater okay. Yeah, can't I thought it was about to right? be like, like Goldwater is illiterate, and now the spaceship <laughs> is. I don't know. It did not hit the way it thought it hit. Okay. Yeah, it it did not stand the test of time, but we'll get into the impact of this ad because it did hit its audience at the time. They resonated I, with people at the time. Um, so, uh, moving on, let's flip to the other side, right? As a comparison, right? Goldwater, instead of directly attacking LBJ, he went with that classic approach. Goldwater ran an attack at on the Democrats as a whole. So I think the different tactic was like, they both started attacking each other. This was the first presidential campaign where they're running TV spots to like attack each other. LBJ was like, Goldwater's going to blow us up. Goldwater takes a different approach. Um, and see if you can pick up any uh, Republican points during this that have stood the test of time on mm -hmm. their platform. So I chatted you the link. You let me know when you're ready. And I'll share my screen for the viewers at home. Hand over your heart. Ready? Begin. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Оглядывайтесь, мы вас не добили под Сталинградом, а Украине, Беларуси. Против нас и будете опять готовить нападение. Мы так ухнем.
I want American kids to grow up as Americans, and they will, if we have the guts to make our intentions clear. So clear they don't need translation or interpretation, just respect for a country prepared as no country in all history ever was. In your heart, you know he's right. Vote for Barry Goldwater. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> laughing at these marketing slogans are so basic, like in your heart you know he's right come on we could have thought something better um classic pledge yeah. of allegiance make america they, great again pledge of allegiance mirrored with uh russian gorbachev who was the the premier of russia at the time like them just cutting back and forth it's like the basics of subliminal messaging being like you hear america see russia hear america see russia you know okay um, that's what i didn't understand can you explain that to me because it was cutting back and forth to a communist right and correct and meanwhile, the children are pledging allegiance to the United States of America's flag. And so my subliminal messaging flag, red flag was, if you pledge allegiance to the flag, then you are a communist. Oh, you're reading these. You, you would never make it in the 60s, Caitlin. You would, you would be the anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, it was meant to say like, oh, America, Russia, and like uh, the kids, like the Russians want our kids to be speaking Russians. They want us to, to, to take us over. Barry Goldwater is right that his, you don't need translations as a kid. Like they want to be American. We're American true blue. Like we're all American. Screw the Russians. Screw the idea of communism. America, exclamation point. I totally got the America thing. And I think I was just, maybe Zach, it's just because I am not a history buff and I have no fucking idea what's happening in the 60s beyond the fact that Twiggy was on every Vogue magazine. <laughs> that's, that's a deep cut. That's good though. That's a deep cut. Um, <laughs> Well, a lot of things were going on in the 60s. Let's just, just a high recap. Civil rights, uh, you know, assassination of JFK, Vietnam, Cold War, uh, nuclear uh, arsenal, all of those things. Very traumatic time. Hippies, burning bras, Woodstock. It's an, it's an impactful period. But you can see what was on the lexicon of these two politicals. Like, they're both saying, vote for the other one or our country is going to cease to be what we know. Yeah, one person is saying, uh, if you don't vote for me, we're going into nuclear war. And the other person is saying, if you don't vote for me, we're all gonna become communists. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Both of those acts did not serve the way they thought they served, but. Uh, I would argue that one of them did. So, you know, you're not a history buff, but, you know, uh, so let's not cheat here if you genuinely, who who won the election? Do you uh, know? Johnson. Johnson. Okay. Okay. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Johnson not only won, he won in a landslide, like one of the biggest victories in presidential history. Right. Like he had 486 electoral votes compared to Goldwater's 52. Goldwater only won Arizona, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia and South Carolina. He won like this, a few South states 
and that's it. Um, and a lot of them credit it to this that Daisy Girl ad where it's like they people were afraid of nuclear annihilation. They were running drills in schools for kids to hide under their desk in case of a bomb drop. Mm. Cuba had nuclear uh, a, a nuclear. They had the whole Bay of Pig situation. Um, they were so, worried that Goldwater couldn't count correctly. <laughs> exactly. They were like, we need a president who can do who math. Can count to 10. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is one example that they credit that victory in part to this attack ad, the Daisy Girl ad, right? Let's keep going. So let's jump ahead to maybe more, more your speed. Um, Ronald Reagan in the 1980s. Um, 1980 Ronald Reagan to be exact. Uh, this was a new fold of attack ads. Uh, Ronald Reagan was the first president to have like a full media team behind him with such, this is a central podcast. So we're going to say with such impactful people as, uh, Carl Rove, who is credited to be the architect of the current Republican party's you know, messaging. Um, he's like the messaging guru of the Republican Party, Carl Rove. Roger Ailes was on this ad too, who uh, was the CEO of Fox News, um, mm -hmm. kind of founded the entire Fox News company. Mm -hmm. He was this Ronald Reagan. This is the first time there was a media team, right? So you could like I think to your point of like the 1964 ads didn't hit the mark was because they just had people like putting out ads. This was the first time there was like media people on a campaign. I think wasn't Reagan in the media before he even became a politician too? Like wasn't he? Yeah, he was he was an actor, correct? Yeah, he was an actor. He was like a so movie that makes star. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yep. So he understood. He was like, all right, like he got, uh, it. He got the power I, of media. TV is a big deal, right? TV is a big deal. All right. So um let's uh let's pop over to this one. I'll share my screen again. 1980 Ronald Reagan. Let's see if we can pick up on any uh, tone changes in those 14 years. In a copyrighted story in the New York Times on October 27th, William Sapphire wrote, The smoothest of Iran's diplomatic criminals was shown on American television this weekend, warning American voters that they had better not elect Ronald Reagan. Ayatollah Khomeini and his men prefer a weak and manageable U.S. president and have decided to do everything in their power to determine our election result. A reminder from Democrats for Reagan. <laughs> Wait, that's really funny. Isn't Reagan a Republican? He is. He is. So uh, this was your point of, you know, you never really know who the who the ads are going for so democrats for reagan is actually founded by republicans they just named it democrats for reagan sure sure um, you don't see that so, ever though like no. you would never say democrats for trump no no they, and we didn't even have republicans for biden right or republicans for hillary no no, yeah, no that, not, that line's nothing, very thick yep that's very thick now. So um, with that ad, you can kind of see, and this is what these ads do originally. They kind of capture what the big talking point of the time is, right? Um, so obviously the other one was nuclear war. This one's Iran. The Iran hostages are going on. 
Um, do you have any thoughts on that before we jump to the other side, the Democratic uh, Jimmy Carter? Uh, no, I laughed really hard. I thought it was really funny. It's something that I feel like we would have put out. It's like, if you, it's so childish. It's like, if you don't like a stupid president, vote for Reagan. Yeah. Reagan is yeah. smart. <laughs> like They want a weak president. Yeah, like, the, yeah, the bad mm -hmm. guys would prefer we have a weak president. It's so childish mm -hmm. and it's so wonderful all at the same time. I agree. So I think the thing is the ones that are, we see this common thread coming to, to light where it's like, they're not really these attack ads, at least originally weren't really going after the person. It was basically saying a vote for this person is a vote for the enemy, right? Whether mm -hmm. that be Iran, whether that be Russia, whether that be mm -hmm. nuclear war, like the bad thing that's going on in your head, like the bad situations, if you vote for them, it's going to happen, you know? So that's the mm -hmm. kind of thread we see coming out. So uh, I just chatted you. Let's take a look at Carter on the other side. I think you're going to like this one. I think you're going to like this one based on the feedback that you had. Ready? Oh, let me share my screen. So the viewers at home can see it. All right, let's go. I just can't imagine him being president. It's too complex a job. Yeah, I'd hate to see him involved in the, a Near East peace discussion or Sol 3 agreement and uh, come up with one of these uh, ill-informed, uh, shoot-from-the-hip types of comments. When I go into the polling booth on November 4th, I'm not just going to think of the politics. i got to think of my family. Two men are the real contenders for the presidency today. The people of California remember one of them quite well. Ronald Reagan is not, uh, is not a man that I would want leading our country for any period of time. Ronald Reagan is not a leader. I think he would have gotten us into a war right by this time. Carter certainly hasn't. It wasn't until President Carter came that we really had, for the first time, um, uh, peace between Egypt and Israel. I think it's a big risk to have Reagan as president. Uh, Ray Reagan scares me. He really scares me. I think I've got to vote for Jimmy Carter. On November 4th, re-elect President Carter. Hmm thoughts thoughts on that yeah one. so it takes a little bit different tone yeah. well this one is much more direct this one's the most direct ad that we've seen uh in the past four um but i have to say that i liked the other one the best Democrats <laughs> so why did you like yeah so childish and comical but to be fair i'm i'm doing this from like my own personality and i appreciate that type of silliness i guess and i'm also like what literally 50 years removed from the times so if i yeah. probably saw if i saw this ad come across my tv i'd probably would question it i'd, I'd probably think it was stupid but now looking back on it i think it's hilarious so yeah mm. i think uh... reagan earns my vote Yep. I, there you go. Clip it, quote it, put it out on the socials. Caitlin votes for Reagan. Um, I, I think uh, to your point, it, this why I pulled this one out. I th think you're right. Everybody leans towards the Reagan one. Um, and that's why I prefaced this with like a common wait, enemy. Wait, did you everyone leans towards the Reagan one? Like yeah. everyone in history or... I think uh, uh, the voters at the time, and I think looking back, it was much more impactful because they tied. It's so stupid. It's so 
stupid. It's a stupid ad. I don't find it impactful at all. I find it silly, which is why it I works. like. I'm like, oh, a president with a little bit of humor. But you know what? And during the time, I don't think he had humor going into this. I think he was dead serious and was like, well, let's put out the most impactful campaign that I possibly can. And he came up with that garbage. It worked. So actually, uh, Reagan in this election uh, won in the biggest landslide in American history. He won 489 electoral votes, only losing three states, Minnesota, West Virginia, oh, four, Maryland and Georgia. Georgia is where Jimmy Carter's from, so. Not even California voted for Carter. This whole video was taking place in San Francisco. Come on, people of San Francisco. California went Republican. Yeah, California went Republican. And I agree. It's like, it's like, so what I'm, what we're seeing here is when you look at these attack ads and they're trying to create an outside enemy and link that candidate to an outside enemy, those work, right? Uh, Like the difference. I don't know if you had that in your notes or if you just came up with that on the spot, but that's the ticket. I like that. An outside enemy. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Because like Jimmy Carter's ad, as we saw, it's just all talking about Reagan. They're like shitting on Reagan. They're like, he's, yeah. he's awful. Nobody cares. That That's up to our opinion. It's like, oh, I kind of like him. I kind of don't like him. But when you're like, yeah. yo, a vote for Carter is a vote for Iran and the Ayatollah who's holding yes. our people hostages. Yes. I'm going Reagan, you yes. know? Um, Which uh, you're probably going to get to this. But as we have uh, dug in in prior podcasts, it's like, save the children a lot of politicians go after save the children so if it's like if it's a vote vote for biden then you're actually voting for sex trafficking and you're like well fuck i don't believe in sex trafficking so i guess i have to vote the other way yeah and at that point it's like you're debating with someone even if it's a friendly debate about politics and they're like yeah he's a sex trafficker you've already lost you're in yeah 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 you're in a conversation realm that's like i have to defend biden against sex trafficking like yes what you're already losing and that's why they do that right that's so true you're like how did we get here yeah yeah like it's it's impossible so like this ad set the tone for all future ads right like republicans saw winning uh democrats saw huge losses and they're like yo, we got to just mimic this campaign for all future. We have to go at each other. We have to tie it to anything that we can. This existential threat we need to tie our opponent to. Um, Not so to we're gonna put you up. on the spot. Oh, go ahead. But do you know the national census of how many Republicans and how many Democrats were registered? Oh, I don't know. In 1980? Yeah. I can look it up. I, I, yeah, just curious. It surprises me that in 1980, states like Washington and Oregon, who are so left leaning now, were right leaning in 1980, which doesn't seem like that long ago. So I'm wondering if there were generally just more Republicans versus Democrats. Uh, you know, it's a good. Yeah, so I I couldn't see that. But I do think what we can indicate is also, I think party lines were a little more blurred. Totally were. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's a little more, it's a little more absolute now. But I am looking at like the voting demographics, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And those fall. Say no more. Those white males. Yep, yep, (laughs) yep. And um, 
You're uh, so right. Yep. Yep. White men. Uh, the women vote is about 50 50 uh, between Carter and Reagan. Men skew 55 38 Republican. Um, and the interesting piece, though, is that even the younger demographics, the 18 to 29 year olds, it's about 50 50. So I think maybe for younger people, it was less like affiliating with a party. It was more like you kind of affiliate with one as you get older. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a huge huge trend, right? I think I'm like just talking to talk out loud for a second, but I'm also thinking in terms of moral issues. Democrats obviously lean more towards social political issues versus Republicans lean towards, um, I don't know, how do we moral. say like financial more? No, not moral. I would I, say I, moral I, is Democrat. Okay, we can we can edit this part out. No, I, I, no I think that's great. No, I think that's a great point. Like, well, Democrat is more is like, like large moral, you know, what I was thinking is like in the 1980s, like you mentioned, in the 1960s, we're seeing the civil rights movement. In the 80s, we're seeing women demanding more rights. We're seeing them get mm -hmm. integrated into the workplace a little bit more. Yeah. So it is surprising. That's all I'm saying is it's surprising to me because Democrats lean more of the social issues like women's rights and like uh, mm -hmm. uh, race issues um, that mm -hmm. we didn't see more democrats voting for carter or or more states swing democrat i should say yeah i think it's a great point i i would agree with that i just think maybe reagan hit this zeitgeist of like feeling american because that is you know that's where i draw the morals is like we have social morals uh, or i say we i'm working hard to be central on this democrats have morals that is i wouldn't say so closely tethered to america as an idea right no, we're totally. like we just need to take take care of each other everybody's equal that's not that's not american values i would say democrats are morality republicans are american values and they really closely tie tie it to the country to just piggyback American. on the American values, it's actually more like community values, right? We kind of yeah. talked about this in one of our old podcasts or one of our prior podcasts where they really care about their immediate community. So their neighbors, they want to make sure that they're well taken care of versus Democrats are typically thinking more on a global scale or a national scale, thinking about mm -hmm. the human rights and everything like that. So, um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Just piggybacking off of what you said. Yeah. And I just to tie that back to like, I, I love it, I think. But I'm just saying like I, that that triggered something in me. I, I, I was watching the news maybe uh, earlier this week. It all blends together when you run a company. Um, but uh, it, they the right is using this word globalism with such negative connotation. They're calling people globalists. They're calling the globalism movement. And it just made me think of our conversation that there, there is such this negative weight to thinking about the world and being a globalist uh, because they're just so anti, they're just so stitched in their community. I think mm -hmm, it was just a mm -hmm. nice reinforcement of that. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to piggyback off my piggyback off your piggyback off my <laughs> piggyback? <laughs> 
No, let's just goes. circle back. To... <laughs> okay, we'll rein it back in. Well, I'm gonna bring us back to the 2000s then. The 2000 Ooh, election. Y2K. Yes, Y2K. Mini skirts and crop tops led the way. That you are coming in hot with the fashion references today. I'm, I don't know I'm why. You know, it. I'm. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm thank all you. about okay. it. Yeah, I'm not against it at all. Um, so uh, 2000, Al Gore, George Bush, classic, you classic. know, battle. Um, so we're going to take a look at actually two Bush ads. Uh, first, not so much an attack ad, but definitely an ad that strikes a very odd tone, um, a weird tone. And I want to take a look at this and try to understand. I want us to, you and I, to sit in the George Bush media room we are the head of george w bush's campaign we are overseeing their media and their script and their messaging i want to watch the ad and then reverse engineer the discussion that we think that they had on why to um why 9 11 was framed it was a conspiracy and we never landed on the moon well, he got blamed for it so you know he would be like uh isn't the phrase bush did 9 11 you know um okay let me uh, share my screen again <laughs> oh yeah you're right you're right today we live in a world of terror madmen and missiles our military is challenged by aging weapons and low morale because a dangerous world still requires a sharpened sword i will rebuild our military i will move quickly to defend our country and allies against blackmail by building missile defense systems as president I will have a foreign policy with a touch of iron, driven by American interests and American values. Okay, I want some reactions. I had so many reactions to this. Okay, I, want I got reactions. reactions. Hit me. I don't mind that one. I thought it plays to the sentimental value of Americans. He does use the word terror. Like, is this pre-9-11 or mm. post-9-11? Uh, it is pre-9-11. So oh my god, he used the word terror. Pre, just pre 9-11. Wild. Um, um but yeah, and, and guess what? We see a child. What is with the children? Um exactly. so yeah, the child what... the child struck me. Um but I didn't mind it because here's a couple of things that you've already made note of is he's uh used a third party as the enemy so he's not directly mm -hmm. attacking gore it's actually it doesn't seem like an attack ad to me it's very it's much really like a vote for ad. me ad mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. class president um <laughs> vote for me type ad i will rebuild our military and you yeah, will get good yeah. grades and no more hall passes if i am president yep Yep. Yeah. Uh, free candy in the uh, vending machines. I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what Extra is your research reaction? Extra. My, okay, this is why I pulled it. You're right. I, I tried to preface. It's not really an attack ad on Gore. Um, I think this spoke to our previous conversations of A, using children. Like, okay, I want to dissect as the media um, people here, like, why are you talking about the military while having a little girl run around 
And why is she like gripping a military base with barbed wire? Like she's trying to get out or trying to get in. Like, have we trapped the little girl? Like the imagery and the message are totally disconnected to me, but Mm -hmm. meant to strike this, like exactly what you like, this sentimental tone. Mm -hmm. Why? Like, why? What do you think's the reasoning behind that? Um, interesting too that he's talking about rebuilding the military um at a time when we weren't at war yet Mm, yeah that's a good call that's a really and i don't know what the conversation was uh pre 9 11 like but so it's interesting that he started to focus on the military but um that i totally agree with you and it didn't really like the girl i paid more attention to the messaging and the music behind it more so Mm. than i did the imagery so to your point if they actually had some impactful imagery i feel like this campaign would have been solid but it's pretty disingenuine at this point because like you said where is that girl you said military base I thought prison. I thought she was in a prison yard. <laughs> She's in a prison? Is that any better? What's a, is that? Like, that's, What's the difference, honestly? Uh, but yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree. Like, the imagery didn't make sense. So I have a theory. I have a theory. Is, is they wanted... Um, they wanted to appeal to both men and women. And I feel like if you're talking about the military and rebuilding the military, that's men. And then when you have a little girl picking flowers, save our children, it's protecting our children. And that's the women. And they're just trying to cover their bases in a single ad where they show a little girl running around a prison, (laughs) gripping barbed wire fence while just talking about reinstating the military. You know, I'm like, it just feels so obvious looking back on it, but it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so the next one that we'll do is actually one that we've reviewed in a prior episode. I was going to see if you could recall. I know we have difficulty because we write these, we produce these, we edit these, we put these out, and then we forget about them. Um, I'm wondering if you have any memory of uh, this one that we've done. Uh, can you recall like a George Bush attack ad, like what episode we went over on I- it? Do you want me to guess what ad we're going to watch before we watch it? Yeah, or guess what episode we covered the the George Bush ad on. It's a George Bush attack ad. Okay, first of all, you said, do I have any memory? And just hard stop, no, no memory. Me too. Um, Me too. too much stuff. George Bush attack ad. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting you on the okay, spot. Okay, an army, was it the army episode? No. Oh, good guess though. Really good guess, but no. Thank you. It okay. was it was one that you did. Do you want me to narrow it down? It's one that you did, that you wrote, produced, oh, and it's actually one of our most popular episodes. It's not Got Milk. It's the um, gender subliminal messaging it's the subliminal messaging one and as soon as you start watching it you'll absolutely remember i did 
Like, and you will talk about the subliminal messaging. Um, it's actually the freeze frame. <laughs> this, it's actually what they freeze frame it, right? All right, you ready? Let's watch uh-huh. it. Under Clinton Gore, prescription drug prices have skyrocketed and nothing's been done. George Bush has a plan. Add a prescription drug benefit to Medicare. Every senior will have access to prescription drug benefits. And Al Gore? Gore opposed bipartisan reform. He's pushing a big government plan that lets Washington bureaucrats interfere with what your doctors prescribe. The Gore prescription plan? Bureaucrats decide. The Bush prescription plan? Seniors choose. I mean, not very dirty, right? Like, Mm -mm. not kind of in your face. Gore Gore played pretty nice. Uh, but and for those watching at home, there's a quick moment on that ad when they say the word bureaucrats that the word rats pop up in your screen, right? And that was our discussion on subliminal messaging. He was accused of like trying to subliminally message the the United States populace by saying associating Al Gore with being a rat. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty light. Do you have any knee jerk reactions to that one? No, snore. Snore. All right, we have a. Then let's move on to Al Gore because um, <laughs> I have. I wrote in my notes that I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I don't particularly remember this one. So we'll watch <laughs> it together. George W. Bush wants to bring his Texas ideas to Ohio. Manufacturing workers in Texas are the eighth worst paid in the nation. In Ohio, we're the fourth best paid. The Texas minimum wage is three thirty-five an hour. Six times Bush's inaction killed increases. Three thirty-five an hour. Under Bush, Texas went from 29th to the 48th worst place to raise a child. Bush even opposed providing health care for 220,000 more Texas children. On November 7th, is that the change we really want for Ohio? There are so many numbers that you have to digest and understand and like form your own opinion about. Because when it says we have the eight, so Texas has the eighth worst pay wage and Ohio has the fourth best. I'm trying to think like, is it really that big of a discrepancy? I'm like trying to do the math is not mathing for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 30 something. Yeah. There were so many numbers like stick to one fact. I agree. And the imagery that accompanied it, like, oh goodness, like uh, just turning Ohio into Texas, like, and it's like this basic, you liked it? Like this basic, like clip art animation. (laughs) I didn't think it was that bad. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I have no other thoughts. Like this is not even worth discussing. I didn't mind it. I didn't like it. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, my point on this um, is like, like this is a broader discussion, but this is my issue with democratic marketing currently. And in the past couple years, like you were exactly right. They use their media space to talk about facts so much and numbers so much. And they try to pack so much into 30 seconds. Like they're not wrong, but it's not impactful. Like who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Turning turning from the 27th to the 48th worst place to raise a kid. Like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. Okay. On, on what? Yeah. On what scale? And like, where do where does my state sit on that scale? Yeah. Like, how bad can 47th place be? 
I, it's like, I don't get it. I don't get it. it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, that was like a snore one. And I think it, part of the reason was like they didn't find or they didn't choose to go after each other very hard. And that's why it came down to like 300 votes in Florida. It was a very tight race. Um, so I, you can see the point I'm getting at is that I think attack ads work, you know? Um, okay, let's keep going. We have a few of these. How are we doing on time? Look at us go. Um, Obama McCain. Our boy. Our boy. Obama. This is a central podcast. Our 40 whatever president, Obama, who is awesome. Okay, obviously we know Obama won this election, um, but it's for the first time, in my opinion, that Democrats went for the jugular. They went after McCain. Um, there's a famous attack ad Obama ran, um, and I really want you, as we're watching this next one, to pay particular attention to the tagline at the end of the ad. Yes, we you can. Ready? Yeah, I don't, I don't. Sure. I wrote this a oh, few yeah. weeks ago, so I don't remember the tagline. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Senator McCain, are Americans better off than they were eight years ago? I think you could argue that Americans overall are better off because we have had a pretty good, prosperous time with low unemployment, low inflation. A lot of good things have happened. A lot of jobs have been created. I think we are better off overall do you feel better off? The Democratic National Committee is responsible for the content of this advertising. So, again, go ahead. Impactful. Yeah. So, again, they are, um, I wouldn't so much create an outside enemy, but again, creating this is John McCain right for the future, right? Uh, are you better off than you were? eight years ago and to put it in context right like 20 2008 we just had the financial crash right like people were losing their homes all of that stuff um very impactful not even a word about obama in that one i think there's also a couple of things to pull point out on this ad specifically that we hadn't seen in prior ads is they used McCain's own words against him, which we haven't seen before. And I think this is the start of um, the divisiveness that we're now seeing in politics today. Yes, everything's recorded in the whole of history. Um, and you can yeah. twist it however you want. And maybe this would, thanks Obama. You started this. Thanks, Obama. Way to bring that one back. Uh, you're coming in with the deep cuts today. Oh man. Uh, okay, so uh, let's go to let's jump to McCain's. Uh, just um, I really have no comments on this one. We just kind of gotta watch it. It's not for lack of impactfulness, but um, I think this one is a uh, is. You see that you saw the uh, the holding screen. Um, it is. Uh, let's just watch it. Let's just watch it. I think we can make our conversation after. Ready? Education Week says Obama hasn't made a significant mark on education. That he's elusive on accountability. A staunch defender of the existing public school monopoly. Obama's one accomplishment. 
legislation to teach comprehensive sex education to kindergartners. Learning about sex before learning to read? Barack Obama. Wrong on education. Wrong for your family. I'm John McCain, and I approve this message. Yeah, hit me with your thoughts on that one. I don't know. This is like, maybe this is the ad that tires me out because this is the one that we've seen so from this very moment forward, these are the tack ads that I'm used to seeing is like picking apart one little thing, manipulating it, and then um, just telling a quasi truth. Yep. Yep. It's tiring. Thought, I'm tired. I have no response to this. I'm tired well, of it. I think part of it is you're tired because they're having the same arguments now. Their arguments haven't exactly. changed since 2008. It's it's still save the children. And that's what it started with, right? Like, well, uh, you, you, uh, I didn't even think about save the child. Like, I didn't even, of course, he, they're talking about kindergarten and teaching sex ed in kindergarten. But for me, it was like, they said, oh, the one thing that Obama has done is is uh, write legislature to teach sex ed to kindergartners. And it's like, okay, that's how true is that? Like, that, that is the question that I want to pose is like, those are the little little truths that mm. we are now getting fed <clears throat> in this day and age of just like little tiny half truths and it's like really that's all obama did in four years that's all he did okay it's not true yep. but they're like I little half truths <clears throat> i agree but it is it's this play of like sexualizing young kids that nobody wants to do uh, but yeah. like you have to you have to protect the children and not vote for Obama, you know, and that's the tactic. Clearly, it didn't work this that time. Um, OK, how are we doing on time? Are we ready? Are we in the good mind state to um, 2016? Are we going yes. into 2016? Yes. Right, are we up. in the right mind state to check out some Trump and Clinton uh, ads? I am because up until this point, it's actually been kind of tame. So let's let's bring in the heat. Let's let's, let's ramp it up. Okay. Um, so the first ad that I have uh, for I believe it's Trump's campaign. Um, this is what. So let me preface as we get into 2016. 2016 is where I think the landscape shifted dramatically from static TV ads that we see to very just massive produced amounts of video content, very targeted to specific people, right? So the delivery, the medium changed. And now we're seeing instead of one like kind of overarching campaign ad like we've seen previously, it's like these people are dropping about 50 videos all targeted to different people. So we'll, I've pulled out a few on a few of them. Let's talk about who we think they're targeting. And then let's talk about uh, what we think the messaging is. So let me pull up the first one's a Trump ad um, that he ran in the 2016 election. You ready? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. A lot of people say they're not going to vote this November because their candidate didn't win. Well, I know some other people who won't be voting this year either. Oh my God. <laughs> president? No, thanks. I served in Bengal. Oh my God. Oh my, my God. Make it. They did their part. Do yours. 
The NRA Political Victory Fund is responsible for the content of this advertising. <laughs> the NRA fucking sponsored that. No yep. way. Okay. Okay. Comical. <laughs> Comical to say the least. Like, the dramatics is just so telling of who our former president was. Like, just full of drama. Out of the littlest things, too. Yeah. Oh my god. The fact that he was stand he said repeat this the imagery he's standing in a fucking graveyard and he said yes i know some other people that will not be voting and then he used benghazi i served in benghazi and not only is that a graveyard that's arlington cemetery where it's like all the soldiers are buried right like if you're a soldier and you're killed in action like that's where you're buried um that is next level that was yeah. next level drama. Drama. Okay, so let's. Uh, I agree. Who do we think was the target demo for that ad right there? Soldiers, military, army 100%. vets. Completely agree. Completely agree. All right, let's bounce back and forth because the Trump ones are admittedly hilarious and amazing. Let's let's go. <laughs> let's switch gears to Clinton real quick. Oh my God. Uh, I am so excited. I don't remember seeing any of these. So clearly I was not the target demo or maybe I just wasn't watching TV. We had moved on to Netflix no, at that point. These were, these were, yeah, I mean, Netflix was a thing, but these were like tailored ads. Like these were mostly delivered on Facebook and uh, mostly Facebook ah, at the time. Okay. So these were like the tailored ads. All right, you ready? Let's pop into yes. Kate, uh, the two yes. Hillary's ad. I love the old days. You know what they used to do to guys like that when they were in a place like this? They'd be carried out on a stretcher, folks. And you can tell them to go themselves. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. When Mexico sends its people, they're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists. You know, you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, uh, blood coming out of her wherever. You gotta see this guy, oh, I don't know what I said, ah, oh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. Our children and grandchildren will look back at this time, at the choices we are about to make, the goals we will strive for, the principles we will live by, and we need to make sure that they can be proud of us. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Yeah, <sighs> that was, that was impactful. I 100% approve Hillary yeah that was great so, a that was an example of using trump's words against him which we saw with the mccain ad or the mccain attack ad so she used that and man what other what other buffoon would work that well like brilliant but yeah. the children What's so great about children? Can we just talk about it? Can we get a mother on here? Are children really yeah. that great? Uh, it's up for debate. <laughs> but I think as a, as a former child myself, you know, they're pretty awesome. I'm just kidding. Um, so I do think like the difference is, I, that's why I like jumping back and forth between these two. It's an impactful ad. I don't think it's going to swing anybody though. Right? Like oh, it I'm is. Swayed. I was swayed. Yeah, but you're already on that side, right? Okay, like, okay, question, question though, because 
uh, the Mexican piece of it, where they talked about Mexican immigrants and then it flashed to a Mexican child. Now, mm. Mexicans tend to vote Republican because of their Catholic morals. Yes. So if you were Mexican, that could have been the ad that would sway you. It could have been. It should have been. It wasn't to be. I, I completely agree with you. I think the ad is very well done very well done subtle what but i don't think it addressed i think we were like at some point when someone punches you you punch back to me that wasn't like a punch back that was more like putting mm -hmm. onus on us to do the right thing like it wasn't ah. it wasn't a like we've seen it like it didn't connect it to an outside threat right it was just like yo your kids are watching you but they're not watching you in the voting booth you can still have yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's there's just it's there it's like almost there for me as far as the messaging goes like it's impactful it'll make it but like there's got to be some kind of like jab you know I, no i think you bring up a good point i think it was a great campaign had it stood alone but because the trump campaign was uh like you said if he punches you punch back so he was dirty, he was dramatic, and <clears throat> Hillary's was, like you said, put the onus back on the people, which, um, yeah, didn't, I'll leave it, it at that. It, it just, yeah, I think it's like, it, it doesn't really do the job that it should be doing, you know? I think you, um, I, I think you said it great. I think you said it great. No more words from me. All right, well, oh. let's, let's jump back to Trump real quick. We, we only have two more, so let's jump back to Trump. Um, and I think both of these are going to be Trump ads just because Hillary's all kind of followed that model, right? Like, our children are watching. What are you going to do for our future? You know, elect a woman president to inspire the children. You know, it was yeah. really focusing on the next generation. Trump took a very different tone. Are you ready? In Hillary Clinton's America, the system stays rigged against Americans. Syrian refugees flood in. Illegal immigrants convicted of committing crimes get to stay, collecting Social Security benefits, skipping the line. Our border open, it's more of the same, but worse. Donald Trump's America is secure. Terrorist and dangerous criminals kept out. The border secure, our families safe. Change that makes America safe again. Donald Trump for president. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Oh, so good, so good in the classic, yep. uh, in the in the sense of like so Trump. Yep. So uh, on brand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so any takeaways from there? I had one takeaway in my notes. I think it's pretty standard. Like, uh, keep us safe. Protect your family. Border secure. People are coming in. There's crime. I mean, it's it's Republican. Like. You know, it's the Republican well, and, Billy Joel piano man. And like you said, it's uh, creating a third enemy, which is refugees. It's immigrants. It's what they're going to take our job They're We're paying their social security. Um, and from an American standpoint, if you don't know any better, you're like, fuck, I, I can barely support myself. I need I need to I need America to stay America. Yeah. I agree. We want to preserve the history, whatever, nostalgia, whatever it is. You know, Trump created a threat. Clinton created 
emotional, do the right thing, marketing language. And so our takeaway from this is threats work. Threats when in work. doubt, threaten, threaten the people. Create an outside threat. It always works. It always works. The one note that I had to take away, and I, I just wanted to like, we've gone through a few of these, especially recently through, since 2000, the Republicans use the same voiceover guy since like 2000 it's the same voiceover guy like, i mean i think all voiceover guys sound like the voiceover guy so i think there's not one enough. actor i think they're all the same fair enough but like oh this guy just gets a job every four years like I, to me he's the exact same dude i'm like who is this guy that just keeps getting hired for these republican ads like that's a gig that just keeps selling Nice job to that guy. Way to find your pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I'm seeing <clears throat> in Hillary and Trump? And this could be a, 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 the, a test of the times, too, because they are on media a lot more than the prior presidents. But mm. Hillary and Trump used each other as, like, puppets like they made a mockery of each other they used clips that were very unattractive made them look very angry and stupid and made them uh, like mm. look like a buffoon um and that was kind of the first time that we had seen that too definitely like intentionally like disparaging uh the mm -hmm. other candidate not mm -hmm. through just words but through like what you pull out and the images you use in your yes uh, yes yes exactly yeah yeah I would agree oh with that's that. another thing i mean now that we're talking about imagery we talked about bush's imagery not totally sinking in because it was a child she's in this like <laughs> i think she's in a prison yard you think she's in a military <laughs> base um, <laughs> uh we don't we don't really know she's trapped somewhere she's we're not sure zoo. we're not sure um, she's just trapped somewhere i love that uh but so he's trying to evoke some emotion from this imagery versus Trump and Hillary just straight up use imagery from their opponents. Like they're not even trying to use outside imagery. They're just going straight for the jugular mm -hmm. and making them making a mockery out of their opponent, uh, which is again, really mm -hmm. interesting. That was the most divisive campaign. Uh, yep. Like, it did like not get actually, much better in 2020. Mm -hmm. it, okay. I was going to mm -hmm. say, are we going to watch 2020? Uh, yeah. Do we have time? Do we, I have some 2020 ads? Yeah, do let's you, do are it. You, in the, you, are you still good to go? Yeah, I'm still good to go. We'll make this a little longer episode since we're running all these ads. Um, but the, so the most recent one, 2020, I have some examples. Uh, Trump takes an interesting approach, right? Um, in 2020. Uh, I don't want to give it away, but I'll see if you pick up on it um trump takes a very interesting approach with his ads uh but this is where we even see these hyper targeted ads in 2016 even become more hyper targeted uh and we'll see the democrats really playing to uh their hyper targeted audience they want to vote while I trump wonder... is taking swings I also wonder, though, if that's because of the digital marketing landscape, you were able to further uh, hit your target demo and like define that demographic. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Am I saying yes. complete sentences? Um, it's late. Know, 
Yes, you are. You know, you absolutely are. So you're able to target people a lot better, right? You're able to distinguish people by the things that they put in their social profile, their race, their age, their um, mm -hmm. likes, their dislikes. So, you know, it makes sense to be creating a wide range of these video ads and then sending yeah, multiple. specific ads. I think, mm -hmm. yeah, I think the problem is it, it clearly, the, it's a double-edged sword because it does feel like it's specifically talking to you. And mm -hmm. when it's coming from campaigns from two old white men, it's, it's hard to feel authentic, right? You, I feel like the benefit of giving these broad campaigns is like you can speak to a broader audience. You're laughing at the word authentic, I know. I'm no, 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 I'm laughing at the fact that you said if it comes from two old white men, it doesn't hit correctly, which is true what? with anything. And particularly these ads, because uh, I will just let you know, it's they're not subtle about it at all. Both Trump and Biden put out an ad targeting uh, the black community of America. Um, it's not subtle. They're clearly targeting them. We're going to watch Biden's first and then we'll watch Trump's. See their different okay. messaging to the same demographic. You ready? Yeah. Yep. The story of black America is the story of America. It's the story of a people who have pushed this country to live up to its stated ideals. But black people have always believed in the promise of a better America. So at this moment we're in now, we must choose to fight for that better America. And just like our ancestors, who stood up to the violent racists of a generation ago, we will stand up to this president and say, no more. Because America is better than him. So we choose to be bigger. We choose to be bolder. We choose to bring back justice, respect, and dignity to this country. We choose Joe Biden to lead us all towards that American promise together. The yes. whole music of that ad was just like, mm. come on. Yup. They got, they have a, a black gospel choir singing. I mean, the messaging's great. Um, yeah, what are your other I'm thoughts? probably going to talk out of my ass. I am going to put a foot in my mouth right now. But here's what I'm thinking. It says the black people are america yet it's so hyper targeted that it's separating the black population from the rest of america and in this ad they're using i don't know the word because it's fucking 5 30 on a friday and my brain is mush but they're using these uh stereotypical uh sounds and stereotypical is not the right word it's kind of like identifiers they're, they're race signaling right like they're yeah. race signaling right? thank you mm -hmm. where were you five mm -hmm. minutes ago um they're I was race signaling <laughs> with uh the the gospel music like the beats i was getting down with the ads mm -hmm. and uh they're mm -hmm. obviously using a black woman to narrate and mm -hmm. it's using an entire demographic as a 
drop almost yes 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 that is exactly what i went for with the double-edged sword right uh you're targeting these people you want to speak to them but you're separating them at the same time you know uh the black community is america i think that they're right in that messaging it's just the tone and even at the end you know for those watching like they only showed clips of him shaking hands and hugging black members of the community right and the last one was him doing like the the dap the like bro five with like a guy shut you know? up like, i didn't is... even watch that i yeah. didn't even see that yeah that like good. it's like it's it's just it's it's too much right and that is what i mean when it comes across tone deaf right like you can be for america you can include black america in your in your messaging as america as a whole right mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it's a whole other i won't put my foot in my mouth anymore it's two white people talking about this and i recognize that but that's just from our marketing side like we don't want to separate people right you can't appeal to everyone but you don't want to isolate people as well so I'm sure you're on the edge of your seat, but Trump came out with a uh, an ad targeting Black America as well. And let's uh, go, let's go. Say no more. <laughs> yeah. Say no more. Let's uh, let's just let's just out of pure curiosity dive into this. Are you ready? Uh -huh. All right, let's go. Unlike the African American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Four kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. My Democratic colleagues don't like me saying this. I think the two-party system is good for the South and good for the Negro, good for the black. And uh, uh, other than the fact that they still call me boy, I don't think they've. I think they've changed their mind. <laughs> They're gonna put you all back in chains. The first sort of mainstream African American who was articulate and bright and, and clean and nice looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a story for it was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputation of two United States senators who built their reputation and career on the segregation of race in this country. Are you going to I apologize? Think guys, like Corey apologize has for, for what? For what? Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. 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 The clips that they chose to use in that video were, um, <laughs> just fill in at any time here, tame. Like, were they really that divisive? Like they, think, they positioned, I... they positioned Biden as anti-black and, but every clip in there was like, he he fucked up he said a couple of weird weird off-colored things that were yes weird yes. but they weren't outright racist by any means and this whole ad portrayed him as anti <clears throat> anti-black community yeah yeah 
he's he's an old man. He said some <laughs> things in his past that maybe aren't cool today. Like we're not gonna cancel him. And the I would say those are more gaffes than anything. But you could see he was Trump was pulling at straws, as is the Republican Party when targeting this community. They're 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 well, scraping the bottom of the barrel to try to find something, right? It is interesting too because uh, the, out of both of their campaigns, Trump was like, I'm not going to integrate with the black community. I'm just going to position Biden as anti-black versus Biden was like, mm. I'm going to do my best to integrate myself into this community. Yeah, it was in poor taste. It was tone deaf, like you said, but at least it wasn't just like Trump is racist. Uh, like, yeah. Here are all these like off-putting clips that are fucking weird but they're not outright racist. I agree. I agree. And I mean, it's just like both of these, the one where Hillary Clinton's talking, he's talking about Anthony Weiner and this one, it's just like the irony is so rich, like saying you can't govern under criminal investigation. And this dude like has so many investigations calling Biden a racist. We're not saying I, I know. I mean, but then calling African countries a shithole when you're in office, like it is, it's it's not and the way it's that nuts. uh they said pervert in the campaign was just too much it's too rich <laughs> coming from a trump campaign you know like pervert okay it is just nuts it's nuts okay we have uh and this one just represents our last one our last i'm one. so excited I, I could go all night i mean i do have to i know i have a, i could go all night yeah, I have a bunch more that we didn't get to and we can post them, uh, you know, on YouTube and run some shorts and maybe do a follow up to talk about it more. Um, but this is the one we'll close with tonight. Uh, and this highlights this is a Trump ad. It highlights his campaign strategy during 2020. Um, and it is my note is it's hard for an old white man to attack an old white man. And Trump is not a man <laughs> yeah. who changes his tactics very much. So what does he it's do true. in his attack? It's true. Like, you guys are both equally awful in terms of morals and, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what does he do? He doesn't attack Joe Biden directly. He uh, goes after his running mate. You ready? Let's watch yep. this. Kamala Harris ran for president by rushing to the radical left, embracing Bernie's plan for socialized medicine, calling for trillions in new taxes, attacking Joe Biden for racist policies. Voters rejected Harris. They smartly spotted a phony, but not Joe Biden. He's not that smart. Biden calls himself a transition candidate. He is handing over the reins to Kamala while they jointly embrace the radical left. Slow Joe and phony Kamala, perfect together. Wrong for America. God, uh, the name calling. How old are we? I completely agree. I, but that is why I wanted to end on this one because that works so well. The name well. calling. It does. It does. It's it's stupid, but you're tying a person to. I mean, crooked Hillary works you know slow joe works right like people call it just it's agonizing i just think like this one we're seeing and to watch out to predict to end this episode saying what we're watching for in 2024 right it's these hyper targeted ads 
They're going to be the same way. They're going to come out. You just need to understand that you are not getting the full message as a, as a person. You're only going to see the message they want white women to see in your demographic. I'm only going to see the message they want young white men to see. And these other campaigns are going to be totally out of the picture. But it's important to do our research, as we've been talking about, to take your time and see what they're saying to other demographics. There's resources available. They have to publicly say that they've released all of these ads. There's a freaking website, a single website that I used for all of these ads, right? Like they aggregate every single ad. It's... It, it's you gotta pay attention and know that the messaging you're getting is extremely tailored to you almost individualized to you uh and it's important to see what they're saying to other people as well because it, it might not be the same thing right yeah i the other thing is just like we talk about how di- how di- divisive uh the nation is at this point and it all kind of started in the 2016 campaign and uh it's not necessarily because of politics. It's about social media. It's about the digital marketing landscape and how they are able to tailor messaging, tailor videos, tailor ad campaigns directly to their demographic that they want to hit. And you don't ever get an opportunity unless you seek it out to see other ads. Yep. Get down I, with I Facebook. Feel like people, we, it, yeah, but I feel like I, I agree. But I feel like uh, we say that to people so much, right? Like, and everybody knows, oh, I get targeted ads. I think what I'm trying to get across is how to the level of detail that they can target you is astonishing. And they, po- these political campaigns are going to flex it to all their might. Just like, just like all of our campaigns do. We get some deep level targeting. And these campaigns are going to deep level target you not to buy some socks, but to vote for the future of America. And I'll leave it at that. Do you have any finer points, Caitlin? All I'm right, shaking well, my head. No. Tune in next week. If you, if you like the show, give us a follow. You know, Check us out on YouTube. Caitlin and I are, are, are producing more content on there, putting out little shorts. Maybe if you want to submit some questions in the comments, we could do a Q&A. A live stream maybe is in the future. Give us a follow. Check it. Do it. We'll be back next week. See ya. Bye.